This is Working the Beat. Thursday, January 16th, 2020. I'm Kevin Cooney along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us here on a jam-packed show. We'll talk a little bit of everything here in this uh, edition. Baseball is going to be a main topic uh, with the Hall of Fame announcement coming up. And really the bigger announcement coming up, uh, or the big announcement of the day. Um, you know, we talked about this on Tuesday or Monday was the last time we talked, um, was the Astros scandal. And now, uh, Alex Cora gone from the Red Sox. And today, Carlos Beltran stepping down before he even has a chance to manage the New York Metropolitans. So that obviously is a big portion of the sports news landscape. There's also two NFL championship games this weekend. Mike and I will break that down in our pick segment. Uh, and special guest today by phone will be Rob Motti of the Associated Press. He's a national NFL writer for the AP, has covered Philadelphia for about 14, 15 years, and you also hear him on 97.5, The Fanatic. So Rob will join us. Mr. Kern, how are you? You sound like Mike Greenberg. Oh, my God. Don't don't no, insult me like that. But you use the word jam-packed every show. Oh, it is jam-packed. It's jam-packed. But Mike Greenberg every morning comes on and tells me, we have a jam-packed show. Like okay, Mike. You know what? Yeah, we, we know it's. Just, I will never use those words again. Then no, but it, I mean, coming from you, it's different. But I'm just saying, <laughs> it's just we have. But like, it, it, I almost feel like when he does it, he's trying like, well, stay with us. Don't like, don't switch to Oprah or, or whatever. Good Morning America or something. But Oprah. Um, no, it, it's just Oprah it's, it's funny show. when he says it. It's yeah you know, because it, it's like on cue. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I digress. Um. What sticks out at you? Uh, I was at the Sixers last night. We should start a little bit with them. Um, Tobias Harris had a big night for them. Well, somebody has to because Embiid ain't playing. And apparently he's working out now. They, he got clearance to um, like non-contact stuff. Like, yeah. Or something like that. He wore actually last night and I saw yeah. this, like the big club. Uh, I, I, I fear that he rushes back. And, and I'm sure they, they'll, you know, I, I just don't want him to see get hurt again. Um, I think you probably won't. Yeah. But you know, it's a finger. I mean, you know, you hit the finger the wrong way and you know, and he's going to go up a lot with his finger. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, the Sixers are still a work in progress. I love, I, I listen to Anthony a lot because when I'm traveling around the middays and you know, Anthony's big city, you know, this is going to be, and he's still, and I understand, and I'm not saying they can't do what everybody thought they were going to do, but the longer this goes on and you can't judge any of these games without him beat. Wow. Like everything, and they're going to have to make a move. They're going to have to. Legler was on today, and he was kind of saying, but these things when Ben Simmons, and, and I know Ben Simmons does a lot of good things. I get it. How can he go fourth quarters without scoring? Well, when he, when he has like 25 points going into the fourth quarter. And, and the thing is, and you see this in person, that, and you know, you can see it on television, and you, you go out, you know, and you get a gauge for it, but when you see it in person, and how much guys are laying off him in coverage. Four, five, six feet back, daring him to shoot, and he doesn't look. But it's not even that sometimes. It's just go to the basket then. You don't want to shoot the ball, but how can he can have like 20-point first halves and be like the dominant guy on the court? And then all of a sudden, it's like something clicks, and it's like now all of a sudden, okay. And last night, Tobias was the guy. Tobias... You know, which is what you're paying Tobias to do stuff like that. He's not going to do it every night, but he had to do it last night, and they did. And I think that would have been a bad loss last night. Yeah, that, without, that would have been even without Joel playing. You know, yeah, uh, Jersey's. Or I'm sorry, Brooklyn's lost in like nine of eleven. Well, that's because Kyrie's an idiot. I mean, Kyrie. 
Erd, to me, is the most overrated, one of the most overrated, quote-unquote, superstars there is. He is not the number one guy, but he thinks he is. Now, next year, he can go back to being a great number two, which he can be mm-hmm. and, because KD will be playing. Yeah. But he comes out and says stuff, and you, and you just go, huh? Yeah, it's... Like, but that's okay. He plays for New Jersey, not for us. Yeah, and they're the eighth seed. Well, they plays for Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I mean, the Sixers right now, without they have very little margin for error. And that's why that game was tied with, like, I don't know, midway. Four and a half to go. Whatever it was. And, and look, credit to them. They they finished strong. They ended at home, which they should do. But they have a stretch of the schedule here that's going to give, them, that's going to give them a little bit of a leeway to get back on track. But can they, like, back on track to what, Kevin? That, see, people keep saying that to me. Like, well, back, they, they can piece together five, six wins in a row. I'm not talking about that. No, 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 no. You're, you're, oh, I know. Are talking they, about it doesn't make They're the, going to be the team, and we keep being told they're going to be built for the, Okay, fine. But first of all, you have to try to get a decent seed. I mean, you don't want to beat the five. And I'm not saying they're going to beat the five. I'm just saying this. You got to be. Indiana's two. getting better now. They're getting Oladipo back. Uh, you gotta, Miami doesn't you look like be, they're you going anywhere. You, at least the three at the very worst. I think you you want to be. The two would be nice. But I'm saying is, I, I don't care about them stringing together. I, I want to see them play as the team that we think can do some damage mm-hmm. in May. And and I'm, and it's not to say that they can't. But all I keep hearing is, well, when it's time, they'll, they'll focus. Well, don't you think the other teams are going to focus against them too? Do we think, like, Miami's just going to show up and say, ah, go ahead. And, and here's the thing. Get Chicago on Friday night to go to New York on Saturday, and the Knicks stink. But they They've sh- been playing better, though. I'm, I'm not saying they should lose to the Knicks. But the Knicks, since they got rid but of the coach. But it is at home. Or it is on the road, and they are. Yeah, and that's, the Knicks have been playing better. Right. I mean, for whatever reasons. At Brooklyn on King Day on Monday. I mean, they just almost lost to them. Right. Anytime they're on the road, I kind of think they can lose. They're 7-14 and 14 right. on the road. Then they're at Toronto. That's that's a tough game. That's a tough game. Lakers back here. That'll be an interesting game. And Bede won't be playing, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, by then. I don't. The Lakers are a little banged up, right? right? AD. Yeah. That could be, I mean. I, I, and look, I, it, could be the, it could be the Milwaukee game. What, when, did, when did they play LA? Saturday the 25th, next Saturday night. Yeah, it's an ABC what? game. You know what? I don't watch a lot of games like start to stop. If you you said to me, Mike, you want to go to that game? I'd be in. 8.30 start. That's, see, to me, that's an attractive game. If LeBron and AD are coming in, even if AD ain't playing. Cheapest tickets according to 100 bucks. Oh, yeah. It's an attraction. Is it the only time he comes in this year? Yeah. And And what's after that? Milwaukee? Well, no. Oh, you're t- saying it could be like the it Christmas could be like the Christmas Milwaukee. game against Milwaukee. Yeah, sure. And then Golden State in here on the 28th. And here's another thing I keep hearing from the people I listen to, which is, well, they're, they're, they 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 match up really well with Milwaukee, and and they, and because they beat, they beat yeah, the, you're right, they beat you're the right. Celtics three times, and I get it, and and that matters. Um, but I think the Celtics are going to make a move too, right? Um, but you know, every everybody's trying to paint this rosy picture, and maybe it will be. I, what do I know? Yeah. But right now, it's not. I think people are kind it, of not, deceiving themselves. Nothing. You're halfway through the season right now, and you don't know a lot. And Brett did say by Christmas it would all it would all be fine. Hurt. Yeah, you have to give him until he gets back. You have to give him all the benefits. We, we should mention, by the way, since the neighbors in that building, Flyers have won three big games here in a row, including last night against yes St. Louis. Nice stretch by them. Yeah, I think three straight games they've played either the team with the best most points or the 
second most points. Because mm-hmm. Washington was when they played, I think Boston was, or was, and St. Louis. Louis. They're, they're like maybe yeah. the three times. Yeah, good, hey, good for them. Um, and they hadn't been doing well on the road. Right. So to win on the road, and they, they almost get Mo- blew And it. they get Montreal tonight. Uh, on Thursday, Montreal's so. actually a better road team than a home, home team. team. Don't ask me how I know that. I, I, um, yeah, but beating Boston is never. I, I, I hate shootouts, but okay, you beat them. And uh, Washington, I mean, you know, Washington's really good. You might be playing Washington. They're going to be. They're going to the first te- round. They're right? going to be tested for the next couple of weeks without Hart leading into the yeah, All Star. But we played. You know, well, actually, and the All-Star- hasn't been horrible this no, year. But it's. Like on tonight, where you're playing a back to back, Elliot yes. Cowan. And obviously, you have the All Star game next weekend, so right. you do have some time. And the, it's right, always hard, hard will be off for three weeks, but one of those weeks they're off, right? And, yeah, the whole week they're yes, off. And then, yeah. so it does help. And it isn't like Hart's been setting the world on fire. I mean, he was really good at home. And he's not uh, good at on the road. Well, but I mean, Elliot has been, I think, right. like a pleasant surprise. He's not that I thought he stunk. You but, know, they're the type of team, one, they should make the playoffs. And two, when they get there, they're going to. They could throw. The problem is they're probably going to play the Caps, and if you, I don't think that's a given. Well, if they're the eight seed, aren't they? I'm I'm checking that now. Go ahead. I mean, if they're eight, the Caps are going to be one, aren't they? Or am I missing the boat there? I think you're missing the boat. Okay, Lightning was one last year, right? And and lost to the Columbus. Looking at the matchups now, the Flyers right now would play. What are they? The eight or the seven right now? They are the eight. Who? But they they are tied with. Carolina, who's the seven. Okay, so they're tied for seven. Right. And they're also... Who are the first two teams in the East right now? Well, Boston leads the Atlantic. Okay. Washington leads the Metropolitan. Washington gets the top uh, points in the... uh, So you play Washington or Boston. Right. That's imposing. Right. I'm not saying they But the Flyers also... I'll I'll say this. The Flyers also have a possibility. They're four points behind the Islanders. So if they get to six... Right. They would play Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay. So what I'm saying to you is, yes, but it, it's kind of like saying if the Phillies make the playoffs, they're going to play the Yankees, the Red Sox, or the Astros. Mm-hmm. I mean, could they could they beat one of those teams? I guess it happens in hockey. Would you bet on them? No, but I think they could throw the fear of God. I don't care this. about the fear no. of God. What, what does that matter? They need experience. That, that, that's an, that, then put it that way. But don't tell me they're going to. I don't think they're going to get swept. That's fine. So they go into a series with Washington, losing five or six, and, and we do what? We say what? Well, that's going to get them. It's part of a progression. That's fine. But but eventually, if if you if you you're going to keep playing those teams early, right. Your chances of advancing past the first round are going to be hard. Yep. That's why you got to get maybe to the four seed. Yep. Which I guess they can't. Well, they can. I mean, they yeah. just going to have to make a little run here. Speaking of runs, when we come back, we'll talk to Rob Motti from the Associated Press. Speaking of the fear of God. And <laughs> we will talk. We will talk a lot of things, including our Hall of Fame ballots. And uh, Rob has an interesting take on the steroid era. So uh, I think you want to stay with us. It is work of the beat here. Looking to reach the sports fans of Philadelphia in a brand new way. This is Kevin Cooney. Each week, the Work of the Beat podcast with Mike Kern and I brings the hottest topics into this sports crazed town with the people and the events that shape the landscape. Now, your business could connect with those people by advertising on the Work of the Beat podcast. Join us at 267-546-7277 or email us at workingthebeat at gmail.com to find out how you can reach out to this growing audience. It's the best sports talk in Philadelphia, and you can be a part of it. That's 267-546-7277 or workingthebeat at gmail.com 
to join the Work in the Beat podcast family. And joining us now, a longtime Philadelphia beat writer and for the Associated Press, has also been their national NFL guy here. Uh, it's Rob Motti and also from 97.5 The Fanatic, Rob Motti. Rob, how are you? What's up, man? How are you, Kevin? How we're, are you, Mike? Uh, we're, we're thrilled to have you because you can make some sense of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me start. Uh, let me start with the we're going to talk mainly baseball here. I, let me start with the Hall of Fame ballot. I know you have voted, bon, you and I both vote Bonds and Clemens every year. Um, kind of, how did you see your ballot this year? And it, it seems like beyond Jeter, there's a lot more. Derek Jeter, who's going to probably get 100 percent of the vote, there's a lot more room. Yeah, and and I I just hope Kev that at some point Barry Bonds and Rod Clemens can get in, so they stop clogging my ballot because. Once again, this year, I looked at it and I saw more than 10 guys who were worthy of serious consideration. And, and usually how I do it is I start with a couple guys that I know I obviously am going to pick every year. And, and this year it was I always go Bonds, Clemens and Jeter's got to be a 100 percent guy. And then I eliminate the ones who you know, Jose Valverde and Brad Penny and guys who don't even belong in a ballot. And I know I don't know how they get on there. Brian Roberts, guys like that. But then there's some guys who, like, I think are worthy of serious discussion. And because we have the 10 max rule, and I know there's a lot of people out there who don't think there's 10 guys who are worthy. I do because I just basically vote the numbers. And there's a lot of discussion, and I get a lot of pushback to voting in guys who have been accused of uh, using PEDs. But, uh, you know, we can get into that discussion. Uh, I've always had a lot of fun having that conversation. What do you, what do you, all right. So your general philosophy on the PEDs is that you don't, you, you vote for people who you don't have proof on, correct? I vote for the numbers bottom line, Kev, because I don't know what enhanced a guy's performance and what enhanced another guy's performance. For example, uh, we know that some of the guys in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and they've come out and said that they used greenies, amphetamines. And amphetamines, whether it was Hank Aaron, who I believe has said it, and, and guys in that era, amphetamines will help you with your hand-eye coordination. Well, hand-eye coordination is far more important for a hitter than muscles, mm-hmm. than uh, working out in the gym, than steroids that are going to make you bigger, faster, stronger. So – if we are going to allow those guys who use performance enhancing substances back then into the hall of fame, how are we going to judge who used what? And while there may be some proof with certain guys and some guys, there wasn't proof or are we going to subject it to the eye test because a guy looked all jacked up? Well, in that case, Jeff Bagwell was a pretty big dude. Uh, how are we going to, you know, how are we going to just make a determination? I think there's too much out there that's uncertain. I think the only definitive way that we can accurately process our vote is to just vote strictly on the numbers. And that's why I vote Sammy Sosa and Manny Ramirez and, and all those guys. I voted McGuire when he was on the ballot. I right. voted Palmero when he was on the ballot. Are you, are you an Albert Bell guy? Well, Albert Bell's not uh, on the ballot now, but but when, uh, when he was, I don't, I, I, you know, I never really seriously considered him when I looked at the numbers. Um, but he, he's a guy who is wor- he's worthy of the conversation. If for ten like, years, I mean, his if you're if you're de- my definition always is was Rob. If you dominated for a decade, to me that was and and his numbers for a decade were like unreal. Yeah, I, and I, I agree with that. Um, 
is somebody had this conversation with me about Luke Keekley because he just retired. Mm-hmm, right. And uh, I'm like, yeah, he only played eight years, but he was a, a pro bowler for seven and a first team all pro for four. He dominated a decade. He should be he should be a Hall of Famer. Right. Albert Bell, you're right. I mean, he he, almost, he didn't have 400 homers, but he was up there in batting average. I think he was close to 300, over 1,200 RBIs. So that's a guy. And he was an ass. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's the thing, though, Mike. You you say that, and and I think that plays that plays a factor in some guys' uh, decision making. Like, look at Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent's got more home runs than any second baseman in the history of baseball. Right. But Jeff Kent was not a well liked dude. Mm-hmm. So I think people hold that against him. I think people hold it against Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens a little bit. Not just that that stuff, but the fact that they were kind of jerks too. And, mm-hmm. and Eddie Murray I, I went through that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's. That's why I don't think, I, as much as I think it's a privilege for, for you and I, Kev, to vote for this, Yeah, I, I think they need to really look at how they determine who belongs in the Hall of Fame, whether it's a rotating smaller panel right. of voters that's comprised of, of longtime journalists, but also some members of the Hall of Fame. But then when you say members of the Hall of Fame, some of those guys want to keep it as as many people out as possible because they want it to be exclusive. And I put Joe Morgan in that category. Yeah. So I, I think they really have to examine uh, how, how they go about the process going forward. Rob, you said Manny you you, you voted for, correct? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But Manny did fail to test. Yeah. I mean, like the others, you could say there's no proof, like no physical paper trail proof. Okay. Right. Manny's different though. Manny did it. Manny saw everything that happened with the steroid hearings and everything and still did it. And that's why yeah. to me, I view him differently than I do. I vote Bonds and Clemens. I'll tell you right now who I voted. I voted Bonds, Clemens, Jeter, Jeff Kent. I, I agree with you. Jeff Kent gets way underrated for as good a second baseman as he was. Omar Vizquel, Billy Wagner, Larry Walker, Scott Rowland, Kurt Schilling. Okay, I didn't vote Sosa because I I don't think Sosa's a Hall of Famer without him, and I don't vote Manny because he failed two tests. Who was the next guy you would have voted for? Like, who would your if, if you had one more vote? Was there? Well, a guy? I did have one more vote. Oh, I had you, nine. Oh, you only put I nine. only put okay. nine down okay, for sure. Because uh, I don't think it's a great ballot. Like, you can make an argument for Todd Heldon or I, know I think Bobby Abreu deserves an argument. And, and I, I would like to see Bobby stay on the ballot. That, I mean, and honestly, part of my philosophy is like Billy Wagner, I don't think will ever get in the Cooperstown, but I think no. you should have a conversation about Billy Wagner because Billy Wagner's numbers are pretty significant among left-handed relievers of all time. You know, let's go back to, uh, let's go back to Manny real quick. Yeah. I, I'll tell you this as, as someone who has used every over the counter legal supplement ever and, and used it to like go, I, I gained 45 pounds of muscle right. from high school all the way up and through after college baseball and up until now. And, and I still couldn't hit an 89 mile an hour slider. I just couldn't, no matter how much I could bench press. Uh, I've seen Manny and some of these other guys shirtless, whatever they took, it didn't work. Because he, he, he his body configuration did not change. Well, Manny, Manny like, used to dive into the post game spread like pizza yeah, and everything. Yeah. So so some of these guys may have thought, and especially guys like in the Dominican where this stuff is available to uh-huh. them, like you're taking it right because it's available. It's easier to get, uh, and and like you actually have to put in the work. You have to eat right. You have to go to the gym. You have to work out. You can't just ingest whatever it is and. Yeah, you might fail a test for it, but you didn't reap the benefits of it. So uh, it's more the that, black that, eye on the sport, though, Rob. It it, it is. Uh, well, and, and I think now we're heading into uh, something, something else. Yeah, 
Yeah, which which I'll also say about every team tries to cheat, every team tries to steal signs, and now we're finding out the extent of who's really good at it. Let me ask you about Kirk Schilling, who is going to be on the borderline, I think, on whether he gets in. Look, I think Jeter's going to be 100%. Schilling is probably the next most likely guy in. How many years is this? Or Larry Walker, either one of them. How many years for Kirk? This is Kurt's eighth, I believe. How many do you get, 10? 10. Okay. Um. The political aspect with Schilling is what I think is holding him back. Would you agree? No doubt. Yep, no doubt. Otherwise, he'd be in. I mean, you're talking about one of the best postseason pitchers of all time. Uh, should it? Should people, when they're filling out their ballots or when they filled out their ballots, you know, I, I was in Cooperstown last year with, with Jason Stark and, and with Roy Halliday um, going in, and I got to admit, part of me thought, boy, Kurt Schilling standing on that podium on an election year could be a very dangerous proposition. Yeah, that's that's very that's or any very year, and but especially yeah. this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt, and that's that's going to be. I, I don't think it's fair for us as voters to look at anything outside the numbers. And we I agree with judge, that. You know, we can't judge somebody's character. We can't judge how uh, what what he does in his life. And here, here's the thing, right? We know what these guys are doing publicly. We don't know what they're doing behind. Uh, closed doors. You know, people will tell you like Ty Cobb was one of the worst human beings ever. Well, he's revered, right? He's in the Hall of Fame. Yep. I, I, and that's why the whole integrity and character clause to me is like, who am I to judge someone's character and integrity? I fail every day at life, at being a husband, at being a dad. You know, I make mistakes too. Uh, if, if if I lived in the, uh, you know, if I had the age of Twitter and social media 10, 15 years ago, things would have been different for me too as well. So uh, that's why I think we got to separate all that stuff and and like, hey, just leave it the numbers, guys like Pete Rose, he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Shoeless Joe Jackson should be he in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Yeah, he absolutely. Where they belong and move on. Yeah. Does Larry Walker in his tenth year on the ballot get in? Uh, I think he will. He's he's paid. And, and here's another thing. What percentage did he get last year? Why did it take him ten years? Right yeah. now he's getting all the sentimentality vote, and I really looked at him hard, and and I I gave in and I voted for him, and I said those numbers. Same man, here. You know what I mean? But. I, th- I also think if you're a Hall of Famer, you should be a Hall of Famer. It does, it shouldn't take you eight, nine, ten years, and, and then you start picking up sentimentality yeah. and people campaigning for you, and you get those emails the same as I do. Yeah. We get the campaigns and everything else, and, and then you really start looking at it. Am I going to be the one who leaves somebody out and, and all that stuff? Um, I think a shorter window and a different process is what's necessary. So you don't think Bonds and Clemens get in this year. Do they make a step forward at, at yeah, this point? Yeah, and I think they are. If you're looking at the uh, the numbers, um, Ryan Thibodeau does a great yep. job with that stuff. You know, the numbers are trending upward. Um, I still don't think they're getting that 75 this year, though. It, it will. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping they do, man, because I don't want to have to just have right. two more spots next year that I got to look do, at. Do either of you guys as voters think baseball would have a problem? Oh, yeah. With they don't those two guys they getting don't up want to them, the podium? Man. They don't want them in. They don't want him in because Probably, it'll be an empty yeah. it'll be an empty podium in Cooperstown. Oh, because the other guys wouldn't show. Oh, okay. The, I think the people behind them will not show up. Would you oh, agree, okay. Rob? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, a, you think other, a number you of think them. other Hall of Famers are gonna are gonna miss their pass up their opportunity because of Bonds and Clemens. I had three or four of them that I talked to through the years who have said they will not go if Bonds and Clemens go. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that every guy, every guy's got to make that individual choice. But it's your day; it's your time to be in a Hall of Fame. You're gonna, you're gonna pass that up because no, 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 no. This. Got older guys who guys won't who are already in. Got- oh, 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 older guys. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I definitely know. Yeah, I agree with you there. There'll be guys who just won't show up. Yeah, uh, sure. All right, finally, before we let you go, because you got to get kids off the bus. NFC and AFC championship games. Who do you like no. this week? No, Astros. No, no. no. <laughs> uh, Bang on a I, trash can and let us know who wins the NFC and AFC championship I, games. <laughs> I, I want to see. I want to see Andy get his, and I want to see. Uh, I want to see Green Bay get in there. So, that that uh, I think uh, that's what most of America is yep. rooting for. Yep. All right, Rob Motti from the Associated Press. Rob, thanks for hey, joining wait, us. We're going to have him back and let him be thanks, on longer guys. next time. Yes, have a good one. Take care. Okay, thanks, Rob. Rob Motti from the Associated Press joining us. Um, no, I was just interested to get his take, and I know he he was up against it um, on the on the. And we'll get into that. Uh, the it, it's interesting. See, this is my thoughts on the Hall of Fame, and I've had Mike Jensen used it tell me this all the time when I would ask him why he didn't get more involved with the sports writers and stuff like that. And his thing was, he goes, I don't want to be part of something where I'm honoring guys I'm covering. And the way I feel about it is, and I'm not saying sports writers do a bad job. I don't mean it that way. I, I vote for the Heisman Trophy. Right. And I've always sometimes felt, even when I was voting in the as the AP voter, because my vote was helping determine who would play in the BCS title game, I just think sometimes writers, because of the reasons you were bringing up, Oh, well, Albert Bell wasn't a good guy, or or did this guy use steroids or not, or or did? And I just think, and I don't well, know what the right way to be would do it. Maybe the writers should count like a third, and then maybe you have some panel like Rob was saying count as a third because you know then you get the Joe Morgans of the world who are going to say ah, nobody gets in. Um, and there is no right or wrong way to do this, but sometimes I just think with the writers. Why should writers' opinions of what a player, who he was, like Eddie Murray or or other guys that you could bring up, that shouldn't have anything to do with it? And I think one of the things that I've had to deal with, and this is my sixth ballot, I think, fifth or sixth, um, one of the things you realize is how, how polarizing it is. And, I, and obviously in the steroid you era, think? it's worse. Um, and, and I never remember the vitriol when I was growing up. And you would hear the Hall of Fame announcement every year. And, you know, there was discussions about who belonged in or not. But the steroid era kind of made it um, really, like, heavy. And, obviously, Bonds and Clemens, I separate from that pile because I, I've used the, the the belief that if you stop their careers, I, Bob Costas used this argument, and I heard him one time say, and I'm like, okay, this is per. If you take the document evidence against both of them, and stop their careers at that point. Both are Hall of Famers. Clemens had three Cy Youngs. Yeah, but that shouldn't come into it. No, but if you, it's like saying, uh, let, let me ask you a question. Let's say he, he, this guy, the manager of the Astros, had five World Series titles. And then they called him cheating. I think that's different, though. Well, it's different. It's but, different in the sense, okay? As a manager, you're relying on other people doing stuff. Yeah, but the rules say you couldn't use PEDs. Or whatever, just like you're but saying. But there was no testing. No, but what I'm saying, it's just like Manny, like you brought up Manny. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if, I, I get it, Barry Bonds would have been a Hall of Famer, which leads me to believe, why were you such an idiot to do it? Oh, because you wanted to Babe Ruth, no. you wanted to break Hank Aaron's record, and you wanted to break Mark McGuire's record. That's why he did it. Yeah. He was upset that Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were getting all the whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And Roger Clemens, there's the argument to be made that the last three or four or five years of his career, he was kind of rejuvenated. Um, that's it, he, totally fair. And so you can make the argument that maybe he wanted to win in without those four or five last years. I don't know this. No, I think he went from Hall of Famer who maybe just gets in yeah. to Uber right. Hall of Famer. Right. But, the upper but it might not have been automatic. But, I don't know. Um, I'm not. I'm I think a, it. But, but okay. But I mean, in my mind, his numbers before any 
steroid accusations are Hall of Fame worthy. That's okay. Yeah. Here's the other part of this. And you and I talked about this last year on the old podcast. You know, my epiphany with those two came the night that Bud Selig was put into the Hall of Fame by the Veterans Committee. And then you start realizing Tony La Russa had a team full of steroid guys. He benefited and he got in. Who was that? Who? Tony La Russa. Yeah. Okay. Bud Selig had a Bud well, Selig. He did win titles with the Cardinals too. Which I don't know if were those guys steroid guys. I don't. You can make the argument every guy. You can make the argument Ryan Howard used steroids. I don't know if Ryan Howard did or not. He's never been implicated or. But you got to assume that everybody in that era might have used suspect. steroids. Yeah. So, I, but what I'm saying is, I think. But but, but my point is the executives who oversaw the era, the right. managers, the general managers, the the, the commissioner, yeah. all have been given free passes on this. So at a certain well, point, you well, kind of look and is, go, is Bud Seeley guilty that somebody... Yeah, Bud Seeley should put his foot down. down. But, but but they did. They started suspending guys for like 100 games, right? And saying, I mean, what did you after, want to... After the horse had left the ball. Uh, okay, fine. I, I get that. But here's two problems I have. One is, to me, guys should be in the Hall of Fame with asterisks. Pete Rose should be... There should be a totally great rose. And there Pete should have been, there should Pete be, should have been on the ballot for sports writers to vote on back in 1991. That's fair. Shoeless Joe Jackson should be in the hall of fame yeah. and it should say, what? Hey, he did this and he was part of the 1919 what? black Sox." Let me clarify for people who are listening to this. It is not the baseball writers association of America that kept Pete Rose out. Right. It is baseball's hall of fame who decided to keep Pete right. Rose out. Well, it I wasn't is. knocking the Reuters. No, no, for no, that. no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. T- I'm explaining this for. Uh, Do you think uh, the Reuters would have voted him in though? I'm not sure. I think it would have been close, but I think he got, I think he gets it. I think he would have got maybe. It. But what he did was the most egregious thing you can do. But you would have separated the player from the manager. But, but it's hard because you don't know if he was gambling when he was a player. He just might not got caught. I got to assume that if Pete Rose was doing what he did with the Reds, okay. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I think he was doing that 20 years earlier when he was going to dog tracks every day and, and when he was in Florida? I mean, isn't that a little naive on my part? I mean, come on. But what I'm saying is, and the other problem I have with all this is, how can guys not vote for guys because it's their first year? So so nobody until Manny Rivera got in as a unanimous guy on their... Are you kidding me? Hank, Babe Ruth wasn't 100%. Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, on and on and on and on because there was some rule that three writers weren't going to vote for him just so he wouldn't come on that that just you, you're trying to tell me as writers i don't mean you i'm just saying as right that you're more important than all this because we're going to keep it we're not going to vote for tom siever we're only going to give him 99 percent of the those vote. those people are idiots but but that's all part of this those people are voting for them. those that's, people are idiots you know and when and sometimes you'll see a guy missed by like three votes and i'm almost sitting there going my god like those people are idiots. I, oh, no, no. I, don't that mean, way. I don't mean the idiot part. What I'm saying is a guy, guy comes up three votes short. Maybe he legitimately came up three votes short, but you're sitting there going, oh my God, like you missed by that. Um, you know, and if I didn't vote for that guy, maybe I start sitting there going thinking, geez, did I, did I, did I, did I screw up this guy's life by not like Larry Walker, I think is a great example. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of really good numbers playing in a park where you get good numbers you could probably, it took some convincing for me to laugh. Yeah, and like Rob said, I think if you got to think about a guy for nine yeah, or ten years, to me that just means he's probably well, not. He, he, now, I will also say this because of the ten bout limit, and, and Rob's right; they have to overhaul this on a couple different ways. And I think us as 
the baseball writers have to hold the Hall of Fame's feet to the fire or be able to have the courage to say no more um, when you have a case such as, um, I'll give you a prime example. You know, there's the 10 ballot limit. Okay, well, the last couple of years with the story backlog, a lot of good people were not getting votes because of that. Right. And you almost had to make it a game of prioritizing uh, who should get it, who shouldn't, all that. Baseball writers have to say, no, 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 no. Baseball writers will never a, do it's that. It's a you straight know up or down you know why on a player being a Hall of Famer or not. You know why they never do that? Because they don't want to lose their vote, no. Kevin. I know. And then baseball comes out and says, well, okay, we'll get other people to vote. We'll get um, the Hall of Fame will. Whatever. Baseball has nothing to right. do with it. Right. But baseball writers are going to shrivel up like a turtle because they don't want to lose this precious right to vote. And that's fine. And I, and I, I will I, say there's more, there's more of a generation now. Although, I admit, when it gets to the Hall of Fame, you have writers who say, I'm not going to vote in the postseason awards and everything. I've yet to see a writer turn down a Hall of Fame vote, like, voluntarily. There are some who have given it up. Vote, you vote. What's the difference if you vote for the Hall of Fame or vote for the MVP? But as Mike Jensen once said to me, and I always had problems, like, Mm -hmm. like when they used to send me out, like, the Atlantic 10, let's say, vote for the old Atlantic 10 team. I'm like, well... You know, maybe I didn't see all the teams. Maybe I saw Dayton yeah. play once. Maybe, I, you know, I, I always felt weird about stuff like that. Now, I voted. I mean, I, I would vote. And then at some point, I stopped voting when we used to go to regionals, mm-hmm. and they would give you that sheet. I said, no, let, let, let somebody else vote. I'm not, you know, they give it to you 10 minutes ago in the game. It's a 92-92 game. Well, I think I would like to see how the game ends before I vote on it. Vote on it, and, yeah. yeah. Um, but look, there's no, you know, basketball does it a certain way, and people have a problem with that. Uh, football does it a certain way. Um, people, are, yeah. We should point out since we're mentioning football. Congratulations to Harold Carmichael. Yeah, for getting in the Hall of Fame. So. Yeah, probably should. And there's probably you know then Drew Pearson's upset because he's on the All Decade team in the seventies. He's the only guy apparently on the All Decade team that isn't in. Which you know, like I understand his point. Um, Drew also was on a lot of teams that were if, successful. If you made the All Decade team. If somebody voted you on the old decade team mm-hmm. 40 years ago, I got to believe that probably means you should be in the Hall of Fame. Maybe not. Probably. But I'm just, you know, and 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 uh, who else got? Oh, and Steve Sable, who, by the way, should have been in like 10 years ago. When like maybe when he was it. still alive because him and his father, but I think it was more Steve. I mean, Ed was the, the, the money guy yeah. at the start. Steve was the creative genius. That made that bought they had NFL films bring the NFL into people's houses back mm-hmm. in like the late sixties, seventies, and eighties, when there was no TV, there was no red zone yeah. channel in this, and and changed the whole perception of the NFL forever, and made help make the NFL what it is, which is the world. And before we get to the NFL, I do want to say get well wishes. Uh, Charlie to Charlie who well, apparently uh, he's, he's already he's doing well. better and he's supposed to go back yeah. to Florida. And if you saw the tweet the other night, um, you know, look, I, I've said this in the past and as you know, John, uh, I know you and John, uh, Mike were close Cheney. Sure. I mean, not that I'm close. I'm not saying I'm close with Chuck, but you have a, you have, you can develop relationships. Well, Chuck was that feeling. kind of guy. I think Chuck was close with a fair amount of people because that's the kind of guy right. he was. Uh, you could you you develop an a, 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 a admiration um, mm-hmm. for people that you cover sometimes yeah, sure. if they're good people yeah. and being around in baseball especially because baseball so Jay tough. writes like that yeah 
baseball's so tough because you're around them every day from February to to October yeah. and into November a couple of those years. Yeah. I mean, I was and, around Dunf a lot. I, I feel that way. And Charlie, yeah. I can honestly say Charlie is one of my favorite people of all time. You know what the amazing number is? And I, I should have realized this before, but it, it was mentioned today. He's the winningest coach in Philly's history. Winningest manager. Yep. When you think that the Phillies have been around for 150 years or whatever the heck it is. 137. It's more than that. Is 137. It? Is that what it is? Okay. It's amazing to me yeah. that their history is so horrible. I'm not diminishing what Charlie did. I don't mean it that way. But most teams will have a manager, you know, who was there 15, 18 years, maybe won a World Series or two, won a lot of games. And Charlie was there, what, like a decade, basically. One of like, and, well, and, and, I mean. One almost uh, over a thousand you know, games. He's probably not going to be a Hall of Fame manager. I don't think he's going to the Hall of Fame. No, nah, he was up for it last year and, mm, and okay. fell short. But. but, I mean, I'm just saying, when you think about it, Charlie Manuel, winningest in, in, in their history, and I'm like, wow, okay. Yep. It's, I don't know if that's an indictment. Of, I think it's more an indictment in the Phillies. It's not an indictment of Charlie. I didn't no. mean it in that respect. Who's the second winningest? Uh, I would imagine Gene Malk. Well, that's even more. Oh, of no, 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 no. No, it's got to be Danny something. Ozark. It's got to be Danny Ozark. Well, think about it, though. Danny only managed him for like six, seven years. And never got paid. I mean, think of, that's the Phillies history. <laughs> oh, God. I wish Joe Girardi well. <laughs> Good luck, Joe. Good oh luck. My, oh, my hey, God. Hey, Joe, have you, looked at, have you looked at the starting rotation yet? Better say an extra novena. <laughs> I mean, wow. it's not Oops. good. Oh. All right. So we've covered that. Astros. Uh, not Astros. You, give me the Mets. Give me, give me your impression well, of the Mets. Who, right. but they had who let, let go of Carlos Beltran today, who, who was a manager in name only. Do you think they should have? Yeah, I think I think both the Ash, uh, both the Mets and the Red Sox had no other choice. Alex Cora had to go. Okay, well, let me ask you this though. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the only problem I have with all this. And and I, look, I don't know all the details. I know that he was mentioned. Beltran was mentioned as being one of the quote unquote mm-hmm. masterminds behind this. Who? But are you telling me that guys like Altuve and Bregman and other people who, for all we know, might have had a part to play in it. Certainly took advantage of it. Um, I know they're only players. Bel- and you Beltran see- was viewed as a ringleader. Fine, but but do I know that Altuve might have been his right hand guy? I mean, I don't know this. I'm not. I'm not saying. But it Jay- just seems to me that that if if the players knew what was going on, they were listening for the ding dongs. You know what pitch am I getting? At some point, do they just get like a like? Ah, okay, we got rid of I, the manager. I think I think it was Jason Stark. If not, I, I saw this on Twitter on my way home tonight. Um, I from my running around, and somebody brought up the idea of the only player's name was Beltran, mm-hmm. and perhaps the reason that Beltran was the only player named, okay, who couldn't get punished because right. of the amnesty they kind of gave all the players, right. was they had realized he had lied. In his testimony. Oh, okay. Because the stuff I was reading today from the Mets now, the Mets were basically saying he had been truthful with them for whatever that means. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And and let me ask you another question. I mean, does this impact the Mets? I mean, now if, if Eduardo Perez is now their manager, because apparently the Houston job, the other um, Buck's name, Dusty's name, and there's another name. 
that I can't are, are like up for the open Astros job. Right. Um. So the Mets can't like go after those guys, or it doesn't look like they can. Or Duardo Perez was a name that was being mentioned. Does this affect them at all this year, or does it not? Is it? Just, it's just like, hey, it depends who they hire. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, yeah, I I, I guess you're right. But I mean, uh, it could it could indirectly affect the Phillies. It could. Uh, I mean, maybe. And do you think, being the baseball guy you are, is this the end of this, or or are we going to hear? Because now somebody was bringing up the Dodgers. Amazingly, oh. that I couldn't. After the Dodgers are accusing, or, yeah. Uh, do you think that that a month from now, two months from now, three months, I don't know what that that another team or two could come up in this, or do you think this ends all this, or will teams continue to do it and just hope they don't get caught? I think teams are going to try to bend the rules as far as they can, but I think with that, electronics, with the electronics. But I think also baseball. It's strange. I mentioned this to somebody. I wonder if baseball now to counter technology embraces technology and what i mean by that is you know the art of the sign steel you know the sign steel is such a primitive thing mm-hmm. guy dropping his hand down to his junk mm-hmm. you know kind of the wiggle fingers and all, all right. that are we at a point now where the signs are going to get transmitted Electronic- electronically to a watch or who knows you know what i've always thought kevin it, it, and then that creates another loophole where i've always wondered why in football Okay, every game's on TV. You, you consider why you couldn't have a guy back in, in, in your locker room mm-hmm. watching the TV, listening to Tony Romo, whatever, and and fi- figuring out a way to transmit that really quickly. You, you don't think Belichick's tried? But I'm not just saying him. Oh, I'm, I know what that, you're saying. Because football, to me, is the one where it seems like that could really make a difference if you knew, mm-hmm. hey, they're going to run a... Uh, a pass play here to Julio Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there as I've always... And you have 30 seconds or 40 seconds between yep. plays, or maybe, I don't know. It's just... You want to hear the worst take of the year on January 16th, and it's probably going to not get topped? That's a bold statement. I got 11 and a half months to top it. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm telling you, the winner. Okay. Jess Mendoza this morning on Golic and Wingo. I think I might have heard this. This is going to make for good. You have a problem with Mike Fires leaving the Astros, going to another team, and then going public with this. Going public, yeah. I mean, I get it. If you're if you're with the Oakland A's and you're on another team, I mean, heck yeah, you better be telling your teammates, look, hey, heads up, if you hear some noises when you're pitching, like this is right. what's going right. on for sure. But to go public, yeah, that it didn't sit sit well with me. And honestly, it made me sad for the sport that that's how this all got found out. I mean, this wasn't something that MLB naturally investigated or that even other teams complained about because they naturally heard about and then investigations happened, but it, it came from within. It was a player that was a part of it, that benefited from it during the regular season when he was a part of that team. And and that, when I first heard about it, it's just, it hits you like any teammate would, right? It's it's something that you don't do. I totally get telling your future teammates, helping them win, letting people know, but to go public with it and call them out and start all of this, it's it's hard to swallow. I mean, come on. Seriously. It's that's a cl- classic case of blame the messenger. Well, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand what she's saying is the, if like what was Fry and and I, from what I've sort of read, he was like upset that they were doing it when he was there. Right. If that's the case, then I kind of get it. 
if he wasn't upset when he was there and he was readily being a part of it and running around showing everybody his ring, and s- then what she says makes a little bit of sense in that you can't you know, benefit from something and, and if he'd never gotten traded, would he have kept his mouth shut? If he was still on the Astros, would he have said anything? I, I'm just saying is that there's a, I understand what she's saying about when you go to Oakland, you tell you say to Oakland. Now, if he tells the people in Oakland, it's probably going to get out anyway because somebody's going to say something to somebody who's going to say something to somebody. But I, I, I like I said, I don't necessarily agree with what she's saying, but I do kind of get what she's saying that, you know, you benefited from it. Like, but the idea of, oh, you can't make this public nonsense. Well, no, it wasn't that you can't make it public. It was that he was he was making it public because he was no longer part of it. Here, here's the other part, too. Jess Mendoza is a... Uh, and she said this this morning before all the Beltran stuff happened. Jess Mendoza is an advisor for the Mets, a paid advisor of the New York Mets. I didn't know that. Yeah. Who were debating... How, how is that possible? How can she be called... Alan Rodriguez is a paid advisor of the New York Yankees. Yeah, see, I, I, I have problems. It with is that. so incestuous. It, it is it is so awful. It is yeah, so I hypocritical. It is and other people look, the sport is trying to cut back on this stuff. Right. And the sport basically, if you read Jeff Passan's uh, article, and I know I screwed up his name. That's all right. Passan. Passan's article uh on I it. screw up names all the time, Kevin, so don't worry about Passan says that baseball's basic message to teams after this all came out was don't you dare comment on it. Right. If you do, you're going to get fined just as bad as the Astros did. Right. Okay. Which I think is bad. I don't agree with it. You know? I don't agree with it, but that's the, the word from baseball. The, if, the, if the Dodgers want to come out and say, we got screwed, we got screwed or if CC Sabathia wants to say that, I got no problem with that. Okay. But then you have a paid employee of the New York Mets. Right. Come out and make a comment like that, which basically makes it sound like, you know, I have more of a problem with the guy who reported the cheating than the cheating itself, which is what it sounds like. It may not be in the, the impression that she wanted to leave, but that's the way it sounded. That is so wrong. That is almost a fireable offense in my mind if I'm yeah, but I think either what, the Mets or ESPN. What baseball was saying when they didn't want teams to comment was they didn't want teams to comment saying, A, either the Astros got off easy, which I think people were fearful of, that they, well, you find them $5 million, you took away two late-round first draft picks, it's going to be the 30th pick in the draft. She didn't say that. She didn't... No, she blamed the messenger. No, no she, her... Look, it's her opinion is that why did this guy have to go... So I'll ask you the question, okay? Why did he have to go public? I'm just asking you. Give me the because answer. Because he felt it was a wrong. That's fine. And her point is, did you feel like it was wrong when you were on the Astros? And I don't have the answer to that because I'm not him. And that's a legitimate question to ask. And that's what she, I'm pretty sure that's what she was asking if you listen to what she was saying. I don't necessarily know if she's right or wrong. I'm just saying I would want to know why this guy, if, may, if he felt so guilty that he had to come out, then, then good for him. Uh, but he is wearing a ring, and, okay? And in fairness, I should point out, Mendoza has issued a statement on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Thought it's important to clarify my earlier remarks about sign-stealing situation in MLB. Most importantly, I feel that the game 
of baseball will greatly benefit because the science the only matter was uncovered. Cheating the game is something that needs to be addressed, and I'm happy to see the league is taking appropriate action. The point I should have made much more clear was on was this. I believe it's very critical that the news be made public. I simply disagree with the manner in which it was done. I credit Mike Fires for stepping forward, yet I feel like going directly to, through your team, which apparently would not have gone anywhere, but okay, and or MLB first could have been a better way of surface to surface the information. Reasonable minds can disagree. Ultimately, what matters most is his observations were made public and the game will be better for it. In regards to the Mets, I want to make it extra clear that my advisor role with the team does not shape my opinion in any way, shape, or form on this matter. I feel this way regardless of what teams, players, or managers were involved. Okay. I I, I don't have as big a problem as you do. I, I, I Look, I don't think people should be involved. I don't think Alex Rodriguez, but obviously if they're both doing it, then I guess there's not a problem with it or nobody sees there's a problem with it. But what she was basically saying was that she thought he could have maybe done And maybe, maybe the way he should have done it was instead of going to his teammates was to call somebody in Major League Baseball. I don't know this because I haven't. I don't know the guy. I don't know what his motivation was, but has he taken off his ring? Did he get the money that they that they won for winning the World Series, the bonuses they get? I don't know. I'm assuming he did. Probably. I'm assuming he, Well, so I guess that's my problem is, if and maybe when you're a member of the team, you can't come out and say something because maybe you'll get killed in the locker room. I don't know this. But what I'm saying is maybe he lived with a lot of guilt that season. He could have. He could have, but he still was part of it. He still wanted, you know, it's like A.J. Hinch can come out and say, well, you know, I didn't condone it. I tried. No, A.J., your team did this. All you had to do was walk in one day and say, that's it. It stops. You look at Alex Cora, you look at Beltron, you look at anybody, it stops. He didn't do that. No. The general manager, if the general manager knew, I don't know if the general manager knew. Well, don't worry, the general manager will throw everybody else under the bus. But I can't believe they were doing it and the... And, the only people that knew were the people in the clubhouse. You I, saw, I can't believe What that. you saw was an organization just ripped open. Yeah. Everything in that organization was ripped open, and the arrogance that a lot of people in the sport saw for years and years and years just got revealed. Well, what was their punishment? There's no punishment. There's no punishment. $5 million to them is nothing. Nothing. Okay? The two first-round draft picks, or first and second round, are going to probably be, be the 30th guy, whatever. They're not going to kill them. It might send them back a little bit because you, okay, you are losing dripping, but and you're got, and you're getting older. They've and, got this. Yeah, they got the they ring. got the ring. People would kill them, and that's why Cora went to the Red Sox and did the same thing because he wanted a ring. So now, how do you, how do you judge Alex Cora? I mean, so his name's going to come up on it on a Hall of Fame ballot at some point, right? Is Alex Cora that good? Is he good enough to be considered? Not yet. Okay, so maybe that doesn't. It comes down to who gets jobs later on. After whatever punishment, uh, but but I'm saying when you're ten years from now, yeah, I still think there's a light. There's me and a, you were playing. Hold on, I still think there's a, a decent possibility Alex Cora gets a lifetime ban. No, he's not gonna get a lifetime ban. No, 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 no. He'll get at the most he'll get two years, and he'll probably only get one, but he might get two. That's it. But if me and you were playing name association ten years from now, mm-hmm. Alex Cora, like is your first thought, cheater. Okay, so if he gets another job, four years from now, whatever. And that team wins. Let's say for the sake of argument, it wins. It's gonna. There's. That's why it's he'll like, never get another managerial job. How come? The funny thing is, this doesn't seem to stick to New England though. Like New England's won six Super Bowls. Okay, 
They they came under fire with the Eagles in 2004. You know, that's that's a they, great they that's came a great, under that's a great question, Mike, and I would say that the only reason is I I'm just asking. No, and I'm trying to think of the way the phrase is. I think people in baseball are more puritan in a sense. I think football people recognize that Within the surface of football, there's there's a layer under oh, the no, surface. Oh no, I think football. they take it serious in football. I t- 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 the whole no, 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 no. But I think people who are football fans realize that you know we don't always we don't need to know how the sausage is made, okay? And even when you know, look, look at the way they treat steroid people. Well, there certainly was a lot of uproar when all this stuff happened. When the Mangino thing, when the Mangino thing happened, when the Eagles thing happened in the Super Bowl, the thing that just happened a, a few months ago with with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, there was something on. Um, somebody was telling the story today. It was on Get Up. I, um, that uh, somebody's real good friends with Marshall Falk. Right. And Marshall Falk told him in the Super Bowl when New England beat him, they came out th- for a play that they had never called all year. And then they and they knew. knew and they it. said they knew exactly. Yeah. So I'm just saying is why don't you know if if we if, if Alex Corey got fired, AJ Hinch got fired. Um, they got to keep their ring. Yeah. But why? Like, how come the, the Patriots and the Patriots even went through Deflate? Whatever you thought of Deflategate. Whether you thought it was something minimal, whether you thought it was something not minimal, they still did it. I mean, they still got caught doing it. Um, the quarterback wouldn't turn over his phone. Um, you know, yeah. they got fined a million dollars at one time. Mike, I agree with all this. Baseball fans and football fans are different animals. They don't, they don't view it in the same prism. They don't. And I think ninety. I still think about seventy percent of football fans look at what the Patriots have done. Do you think baseball fans that aren't that weren't involved with teams that lost to those teams care? I don't oh, think, I think they do. Do you think people in Philadelphia? No, I think this is. I think this is a legitimate scandal for the sport. No, I don't mean it that way. But what I'm saying is, because the Phillies were involved in one like ten years ago, where we're, you know, not to this degree, but but I don't think like if you're the Dodgers or you're the Yankees, I I I can see why you're upset. You're sitting there going, "My God, you know, we lost in Game Seven, uh, really." Um, but I don't think like the other teams. Uh, they, okay, they got caught. They cheated. They got a ring. They're, what's the penalty? What is it? AJ Hinch lost his job. Yes, Jeff Alex Luno. Alex Quarter lost his job. Jeff Luna lost his job. Lost his jobs, but they have rings. They benefit. Who wrote the story the other day? It was a great story. Um, who's the Who's the guy on ESPN? The real long Kirchin. Yeah, and I think it was him or only. It was one of those two. He goes, "What if Clayton Kershaw?" Wins game five of that one series because well, they're not. You and I talked about it the other night, right. and and maybe he gets more bonus money. Maybe he gets and and they win a World Series, and now Clayton and Kershaw goes down as as diminished. Uh, one thing on yeah, Kershaw, the one or the Yankees two years ago. Yeah. Know, maybe the Yankees. Maybe maybe Joe Girardi's still the manager of the Yankees if they win Game Seven. Maybe Judge. Um, maybe if somebody brought up the point, what if Altuve? Maybe Judge wins the MVP that year, and Altuve doesn't. Yeah, and. What would that have meant to judge? You know, winning an MVP in your rookie year. All these questions that go on and on and on. But again, I think if you're the Yankees or you're the Dodgers, and there's probably another team in there that I'm forgetting about that maybe somebody beat. Uh, the Indians, perhaps. I, I Did the Red Sox beat the Indians that year? I'm, I'm trying to remember who else they beat in the playoffs. Or they beat the Astros, I guess. They beat the Indians, I think. The Indians one, yeah. in the first round. Okay. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it's just, it. we don't, th- but in football, it, it's just, well, yeah, maybe the Eagles would have won that. I don't even know if the Patriots were cheating in that Super Bowl. That's the allegation, you know, from Eagle fans. You know, second half, they knew when we were going, or they knew when the Eagles were blitzing, so they called. Okay. Um, there's Eagle fans that still think they own a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's Ram fans in St. Louis that think, but and Bill Belichick's been there for 20 years. 
And you got to think if they got caught three times or whatever, there's probably a lot of other times where they, at the very least, bent the rules. Yep. Um, do you think this? Do you think like in, in basketball and hockey? Not that we care as much about hockey, but do, do you think like this kind of stuff maybe goes on nah. to a different degree? Maybe different degrees of stealing hand signals or something. I don't know. Like what? What would apply I, I, in basketball? You know, I stealing probably coaches signals, but that's why you don't see plays run from the sidelines nearly as much. Because yeah, because I remember like I, like when I grew up, right? Billy Fox would be holding up saying four. Yeah. Well. After like the third time, you knew did, what four. Did we was. know what four was? Yeah, you did. <laughs> you ready to pick oh, conference title weekend? No. Yes. No. Just for me where you wanna go. Take me to the action. Take me to the track. Take me to a party. If they're betting in the back, I've been working all my life. Can't afford to wait. Let me call my wife so I can tell her. All right, just two games. There's no such animal. Just three games left, Michael. Three games. Until August. Until, no, until, until yeah. Um, I got to do something for betters insiders this week. I, I mean, I, I guess my first initial thing, with both teams are touchdown favorites. We, we should just analyze. Let, let's take, what is the first game? Is the San Francisco game? The no, first? the first game is the AFC. Let's do that one. Okay. So the Titans have beaten the defending champs who weren't, the defending champs, like they, this wasn't a great New England team. We all kind of knew that, but they still went up to New England and won. Mm-hmm. And then they go to Baltimore, where they were bigger underdogs than they are this week. Yeah, and they dominated. I mean, it wasn't even like a football game. And now you're asking them to go to a place where the team for the last for the last three quarters last week looked like the 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 Rams when the Rams were yeah. the bad, best show on turf, the greatest show on turf. But Andy Reid's record in these games, is like, there's part of me that sits here and says, Andy cannot lose this game. Like, his team is too good. Their offense is too good. Um, but, you know, it's Andy. Um, and all the pressures on Kansas City. I mean, you know, the, the Titans are playing with house money at this point. I mean, if they lose, nobody's going to say. It, it's a real intriguing game because the only way I think they can beat him is the same way they beat Baltimore. Get up ahead. Because, um, you you know, Titans won't give back 28 points in a quarter like like the Houstons did. Um, I mean, I think they got a fighter's chance. And I don't know what that means because I think Kansas City is going to win the game because Patrick Mahomes is the best player left. All due apologies to, to Rodgers. Um, and he got weapons, man. I mean, what's the weather supposed to be like in KC? Are they going to... You know, I'm actually looking that up as we speak. I mean, would the snow have passed them by then? Oh, I would imagine. Yeah, because they're going to probably... But it could be cold. 24 degrees. Okay, well, that's Sunny not bad and for 24. KC. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, I mean, can Tannehill... I'll tell you what. If Rabel goes in there and wins this game, that's one of the great three-game stretches of any playoff team. Oh, absolutely. Team. I don't know who the Giants beat the year they got to the Super Bowls. I mean, I know they went to Green Bay and won. Um, and Green Bay had to win three road games that year when they won their Super Bowl. But my gosh, I mean, to beat three, to, to, you know, to beat a Baltimore, a Kansas City, and and a and a New England in a three week span, it's pretty uh, good. Logic would lead me to believe. Now, can can Kansas City cover the seven? Which is, I get. What's the over under on that puppy? Fifty three. Boy, well, you would think if Tennessee wins, it'll be an under. If the Chiefs win. Probably an over, unless the Titans don't score much. You would think. How scary did Kansas City look for that? That like from the 
the middle oh, part it was, of the second quarter. It was quarter unbelievable on. watching them. Yeah. It was a complete domination. And I finally got the music working. Um, you know, here's the thing I'm thinking on this game. Four straight road games. Yeah. Four straight road games trying to beat four division champions. Yeah. And yes, the Titan, uh, the Texans didn't play anybody in that one week. But they still had a win. But to- at this point, it doesn't matter if you've, if you've won your third straight road game at Baltimore by 16. I don't know. I think this actually may be the toughest beast for them. Oh, yeah, because it's probably the best, best team, team yeah. they've faced. Although we were saying that last week. The most hostile environment that they will face. It's not easy going to New England and winning. I'm just saying. I, I know what you're I know exactly what you're saying. But you know But I think New England's a little spoiled in a way to things that you know, New England's been through this. I think the Chiefs see a shot at the Super Bowl for the first time in fifty years. I think the Chiefs defense is the best of any of the teams that they've played to this point. Imagine if if the tight let's say at halftime. 17-7 Titans. Oh, we've lived this. What will the this- people in Kansas City in the stands be thinking? Because if they don't win this game, and look, they could be real good next year. Hey, you know, Mahomes, whatever. But if you don't win this game, and we lost three straight of them, two at home. So it isn't like Andy hasn't been here before. Mm-hmm. And you'd like to say it's not going to happen this time because whatever. Um... But I don't know. I, my initial thought would be to tease the Chiefs down and tease the Frisco's down. But the only problem in the other game, which we'll talk about, is, is I think the Rodgers have a shot. Give me a score, Chiefs and Titans. Oh, God. Jeez. 31-20, Chiefs. 41-20. Okay. I honestly don't think it'll be close. I think, the, I think everything catches up with the Titans this week. Well, if and they, if they win, God bless them. If the Kansas Cities can't stop the running back, then they've they got will. a problem. I think they will. Well, that's fine. They might. But I'm just they, saying. They've become really good against the run. The same thing I told you last week. If I'm Kansas City. I put seven, eight guys in that box. I say, Ryan Tannehill beat me. You're, we're going to have a shootout with you and Mahomes. I'm going to take my chances. Cause that, that, I, I, but if that guy runs for a buck 50 or a buck 75 again, they got a shot. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I'm I'm kind of betting on the fact that I think the Chiefs, with the bye, with home field. I just can't. It's hard to see Andy winning easy. <laughs> I just, I just I, I, you know, nothing comes easy for the man. It just doesn't. It's time. It's, t- it's time for him. It's time. I mean, he should have won the game last year. It's time for him to win a Super Bowl. Get to the Super Bowl. He can talk about winning it in two weeks. All right. Get to his second Super Bowl. Packers Niners, 640 game. Yeah. San Fran's a seven and a half point favorite. It's going up. Line over under is 46. Michael. San Francisco looked really, I mean, for a team that people kind of had questions about a little bit, they looked real, their defense particularly looked really good last week. But that's the Vikings. You know, that's, that's kind of how the Vikings are sometimes um, with their quarterback. Rodgers is not vintage Rodgers, or has not been vintage. I have an interesting comment on that. I'll but he's still Aaron Rodgers. And last week when he had to make a few plays when the when Seattle came back, he made them. Now, that's in Lambeau. This is in a place where they got beat by 30 about two months ago. Uh, I think Frisco's beaten them in three straight playoff games the last <laughs> three times, which doesn't, you know, they weren't in the last year or two. 
I'm rooting for Aaron Rodgers because I just I'm I'd like to see him because I don't know how many more shots he he gets at this thing. Um, the other interesting thing would be if it, this is the two coaches, right? Yeah. This is the coach, and then his protege is with the Packers, right? Well, and also his brother coaches with the 49ers as a quarterback And coach. should we mention that Mike Pettin Jr. is, Mike, is D in the D? I mean, I saw him last week shaking hands with someone. Yeah. Um, with Russell Wilson. With Russell Wilson? Yes. Um, I'm rooting for the Packers. What that means, I, 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 I but I'm, I want to see the Packers. Forget rooting. Where would your money be? I, I'd probably take the Packers in the seven and a half. Because I, I just think it's going to be a game. Because every Packers game is a game. Here's the, you know, there was a buddy, somebody we know, who was actually at the game at Lambeau last week, who will be at the game in San Francisco. I think you know who I'm talking about. Does stats. Eddie. No. I'll tell you later, all fair. Just tell me. Okay. Well, no, he works with Fox. Okay. Okay. All right. He was doing a game here last night, and then he's flying out. Oh, I know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Right, big Villanova right. guy. Right, 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 right. I just, yeah. Okay. I don't know him as Eddie, but I just know him as Big Villanova guy. Yeah, Big Villanova <laughs> guy. And he said, we were talking at the Sixers last night, and his words were, you know, Rodgers looks like he's off to me, right? He wasn't the best quarterback on that field last week. Oh. He hasn't been the best quarterback on the field in a lot of weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. They still won. He doesn't have to be that anymore. They've won 14 games. Yeah. He doesn't have to be that anymore with Aaron Jones. But in this game, he might have to be. Like, he might... He, he It's not one of those deals like three or four or five years ago where he had to win the game because nobody else on Green Bay could win it. But he's going to have to play fairly well. I don't know how Garoppolo's... I don't know how the 49ers defense is going to play against them. Right. But... And that's why I don't think this is going to be like necessarily a real high... Excuse me, scoring game. You know, maybe something like a a twenty four twenty, somewhere in there. A little bit like the Seattle game last week. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of in that range. But if if the San Francisco team plays like it did last week, then I think they're going to pa- win. Yeah, I don't think Packers think have they much were of- that good. But but I, how many times have you also seen young teams, teams that have not been to the? Yeah, but they played double, last week. But well, you, you said no, that, no, 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 no. Yeah, hear hear me out. Put those games back to. Back to back in the well, playoffs together. Yeah, but how many young teams are ever in this position? It's a very small sample. But you said that to me last week. You said, well, you know, Garoppolo's never. Okay, fine. They weren't ever in a game like that. The coach wasn't. They look pretty good. I don't know how good the Vikings are. Who knows? The Vikings won the week before that in New Orleans. I, you know, was, did it shock me that the, that the Niners won by a couple touchdowns? No. Um, two teams that are 14 and three are playing. I, I think it's a pretty even game now, but they toasted them two months ago. There is that the same Green Bay team? Is it the uh, I, if if I like if I was putting my money on, I take Green Bay in the seven and a half because I just see Aaron Rodgers having a fu- like like I would give the Titans say a twenty percent chance to win. Mm-hmm. I would give Green Bay about a forty percent chance to win. I think they have a better chance of winning the game than the Titans. Because of the team they're playing. Yeah. If you take the Andy Reid factor out of it. Okay. A better team is Kansas City. Kansas City is the best team left. Probably. San Francisco might turn out to be that team. Because when they play, they're pretty good. But the best team right now, but the best team last week lost. And lost convincingly. You know, um, I think Green Bay's got, I, I, and that's the second game? The second game. Yeah, I, I kind of got a feeling the night game is going to be the really good game. 
Okay, it's going to be like we're going to be sitting there at not what, what time is that? Like nine thirty. Yeah, you know, saying okay, you know, Aaron's got the ball. They're down three. What's going to happen? Yep, and we've seen that before. So give me a score. Uh, I'll give you the the what the what did I say twenty four twenty. Let's go twenty seven twenty four. That was the score of Seattle, wasn't it? Yeah. I'll say twenty four twenty. How about that? Which would have it just under. Yeah. But they they make pretty good numbers in Vegas. They're yeah, they they're do. usually pretty close. Um yeah. I, I'm going to Packers outright. Okay. I'll go Packers twenty seven twenty. Well then you should bet the money line because you probably get like two to one. Yeah. I'm guessing. But I'm not betting. <laughs> I, I don't bet with real money either, but you know I try to be as honest as possible yeah. with betters insider, and sometimes I'm right and sometimes I'm wrong. When Clemson was ahead 17-70 or not, I, looked, I was like, hey. Yeah, the biggest factor in this game for me is can the Niners shut Aaron Jones down? And if they shut Aaron Jones down, then Green Bay's. No, biggest fa- you're, you're right, but the biggest the Green factor. Green Bay's pa- path is really Biggest factor it. for me is Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers... Plays like the Hall of Famer that he is. They got a real chance because he, need, he does special things. For his legacy, does he have to get back? No. Nah. He won a Super Bowl. You know, I don't think you have to win two. Uh, he's going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, if he, if, he, if, if he got hurt in this game and never played again, he's in the Hall of Fame. Okay. You don't think so? No, I agree. He was he's like MVP a couple times, right? I, I, I'm trying to remember. I, I don't I, yeah, I mean, would his legacy be better if they made a couple Super and Bowls? And that's kind of where I'm going. It's been a long time. So and what? Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been to a Super Bowl in in as long, and he the one that they won, he he did nothing. Do you consider Roethlisberger an upper pantheon guy? Nobody's a Hall of Famer, right? I'm talking like I don't think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to go down as like a top five quarterback of all time now, or a top ten. Top ten, yeah, he's got a shot. I, I mean, I think he's every bit as good as Favre. Now, Favre will have the better numbers. Um, there, there was times when Rodgers was really, really, really good. Um, but you know where I'm going with this, right? I mean, like, I think if he wants to get into that top ten, I think he has to get back to a Super Bowl. I, 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 it, it depends. I mean, it depends who your top ten is. I don't know who your top ten is. Like, you know, it, it, it is... You know, it, 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 is Rodgers had a better career than Wilson? I don't know. They're, they're both kind of, they both won a Super Bowl. Wilson got back to another well, one. They lost at the end. I mean, off the top of my head, okay, my top 10 would be Brady, Montana, um, uh, Elway, mm-hmm. Johnny Unitas, mm-hmm. Marino. Mm-hmm. And Marino only because of the volume of numbers. I mean, so it could be for any reason you want, right? Um, Peyton Manning better be the next name. Pay, you throw Peyton, in there. Man, Peyton Manning. Because Peyton Manning's probably ahead of some a couple Pey, of those guys. Yeah, Peyton Manning's probably. But ahead that's okay. Of, right. Six. Peyton Manning's ahead of Marino. That's okay. Well, maybe he's not. I mean, but you know, he's 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 there. Um, at six, Bradshaw. I don't think Bradshaw's in the top ten. No, no way. Dan Fouts. I'd have to think about it. I put Breeze in before any Breeze, yeah. So Breeze would be seven, and then you get then you get to as far as far of eight, far of eight. I don't, I'm Steve, just saying, Steve Young, maybe Bart no, Starr. 
I don't think Barstar's getting there, no. Those guys don't have the... the, the I put Roger Stahl back in ahead of Barstar. Well, that's the other one, too, um, who did make the list. Yeah, but um, so... And you're probably leaving guys out that... So then you're talking about Wilson. You're talking about Roethlisberger. You're talking about um, um, Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I... I it, it depends, you know. I mean, Roger Staubach was really good. He didn't play long because of the, the Army thing or the Navy thing. Um, but, I mean, I think Rogers. you could make the argument he's as good as Roger Staubach was. You know, and he's not done yet. I mean, he's going to play a couple more years. Yeah, and, there, and there's some guys like Dan Fouts. Oh, yeah, but I mean, numbers, Dan Fouts. But but never Dan, went to a Super Bowl. No, but, but, you know, I mean, Dan Marino went to one and never won. So, you know, John Elway didn't win until his last two years when he had a 2,000-yard rusher in his backfield. Um, you know, I mean, I think Bradshaw gets terribly underrated, but he's not a top 10. But this notion that yeah, Troy Aikman, Troy Aikman won three yeah. Super Bowls. Um, Fran Tarkington was really good back in the day. and took a, uh, went had to, to be like, really good to, win, to lose three Super Bowls. Yeah. Jim Kelly, four. Jim Kelly would certainly be. I mean, I think if you went to a top 20 list or top 20 and 25, those guys would all be on it. Um, but, yeah, it's, and then you're not even talking about guys like uh, like Otto Graham, you know, right. a totally different era. We're talking um, more in the Super Bowl era. Sure. Um, you know, but John, but John Unitas was pre-Super Bowl pretty much, and he, was, he, did, he did win a Super Bowl. I know, I know that, but I'm saying his his heyday was like the late '50s, early to mid '60s. I, I can honestly say, and he's on the top ten in, for a lot of reasons, mainly because of the impact of the game. If you look at Joe Namath's numbers, yeah, but he's not. I agree with you. look. Joe Namath was my guy, right? No, nobody was greater than Joe Namath, but his his numbers just because of the he injuries. he gets in because of Super Bowl three. Yeah, he does. Um, but I, I'll give you another. Um, like but you mentioned Bart Starr. Different era, like you, you can't compare. No, you can't. And Bart Starr won five championships. Yeah, he did. Now, when Johnny Unitas played, God bless him, they didn't play defenses like this. No, everybody played man to man, or you played some kind of a straight zone. I'm not trying to take anything away from Johnny U because you know Dick Girardi will skewer me, um, <laughs> and that's fine. Those guys, but it's a whole different game. Now, even from the way. Football was played in the seventies, like when Stahlbach and yeah. and those guys were playing. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I don't, there are people that will tell you that Elway was the best. There are people who will tell you Marino was the best. I think just my and I was always a Peyton Manning guy, so this is skewered a little bit. Peyton Manning was the best regular season quarterback ever. If you watched him play, mm-hmm. now he didn't have a good playoff record. His you know and that and that will always go against him that he didn't have a good playoff record. But man, Peyton Manning, when you watch him play, that's what a quarterback was supposed to look like. Yeah. <laughs> but you know. Anyway, and, and that's why it's great because you can debate it, and we could come up with like five different answers, and it'd all be. I think the interesting one's going to be like, where does Wilson, Rogers, like the, the contemporary guys? Yeah. Because there's a lot of guys that won't put Drew Brees in it, and I'm not sure Drew Brees is top five, but Drew Brees is top pretty 10. darn good. You know, for so, a five eleven guy. Yeah. All right, so let's give you a rundown on our schedule. Next week we only have one show. Uh, we take the That's Pro. Right. Bowl. We, yeah. we take off for the Pro Bowl. Um, no, we take off for the Philadelphia Sports Writers Dinner. Go ahead, give it a plug. Oh no, if you, if you have if it's Monday night at the Crown Plaza in Cherry Hill on Route seventy, tickets are ninety five dollars. You can go to phillysportswriters.com. I believe that's correct. Philly. 
Philly so, Sports Writers. Just pack. check Philadelphia Sport, Google Philadelphia Sports Writers. Go to the website. There'll be something there where you can buy tickets. We'd love to have you. Yep. It's a pretty good day this year. Um, okay, so we're not doing Monday. We're not doing Monday. Tuesday we're going to do. And then you're going to, so we're only doing one next week. We're only doing one. You don't want to do Wednesday or you're on the road that day? Uh, I am. It's too much for you. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm leaving at like 6 a.m. the no, next no. morning. No, no, no. We'll do Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, we'll do Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, I think we're lining up John Clark. Hey. Fine. Uh, we got some good guests being lined up here. As, uh, Kevin Gandhi has said he wants to come Get on. Jason on s- sometime because we got to talk. Eddie Bark. Eddie Bark. Eddie he, Barkowitz he would, he will would, be uh, on in a couple of weeks, I think, for the Super Bowl bets. That too, yeah. Uh, and Flyers. I'll actually see Eddie probably the night down the uh, old there arena. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure. He's got a couple trips, I think, coming up too. He's going to, I believe he's going with his father and his family to, uh, for a trip out of town for their business, his dad's business. Um, so that's uh, our itinerary the next couple of weeks. We're back to two Shows a week during Super Bowl week, obviously. So, so you think it's going to be Green Bay, Kansas City? I think it's City. Green Bay, Kansas City. I would tend to agree with you, but it wouldn't shock me if the Niners. Well, won. yeah, they're. I home. think either game would be would be pretty good. I think Rodgers would obviously get more, um, more. Um, I had right word. I'm looking hype. Can you imagine uh, if you're Fox? I know who Fox is rooting for this weekend. They're rooting for Rodgers, right? Well, I think if you're Fox, and Fox has the Super Bowl, right? You need Kansas City in, just to have Mahomes. What? No, you don't want Tennessee. Nobody wants Tennessee. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because they're Tennessee. But think about what a great story that would be, though. I mean, you could, you know, you could play. I mean, yeah, you want Andy, you want Mahomes, absolutely, no doubt about star power. But lots of State Farm ads. It's just star power. It's wow. Especially if it's against Rodgers. Uh-huh. But if you get, I'll tell you the one they don't want. I'll guarantee you. Sam Fran in Tennessee. No, 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 no. They don't want Tennessee, Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay's not a market. I mean, you get Rodgers. That, that's the good. You get Rodgers, right. and Green right. Bay has right. the history of right. the Green Bay Packers. Well, San Francisco has a history, though. I mean, they, they've won five I, Super Bowls. I get it, but I think it's a little different. It is I think a little th- different. There's no romanticism with the 49ers. I think if you got Kansas City... And San Francisco, even though Green Bay has the same record, I think you would get, people would think of that more of as the two best teams win. I agree. I don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, but there's a little part of me. If Andy wasn't involved in this, I'd be rooting for the Titans big time. But because Andy's involved, I, I, I want to see Andy get yeah. And And I had them before the season. I actually had um, – I thought Kansas City. I think I had him getting – but I didn't have the right NFC team. I know I didn't. I think because I probably had the Saints, or um, you did have the Saints. But there was one, I, yeah. But I bet I threw out a couple. I'm like the Eagles in Kansas City to play in the Super Bowl. It was like pretty good odds. It was, it was. Like six or seven to one or something like that. And I thought Kansas City had a real good shot at getting there, and now they do. I mean, can you imagine if if Andy doesn't win this? Seriously, to a nine, you, and you se- almost hate to a nine and seventeen. You almost hate saying it. Like it would almost feel like. Doesn't mean it's going to happen or not. That this is his last best chance. You know what well, I mean? Well, you said that like four times. He, they're going to be good next year, Kevin. But the path has never the been path, this clear. Well, they weren't the top seed. I mean, no, no. I'm just saying you're right. But if if Mahomes was 35 years old, or and, and look, I don't know. Maybe if Mahomes breaks his ankle. Well, here's the other part. They're going to have to pay Pat Mahomes at the end of the year. Yeah, in another year. 
And they, they still have him next year. He's still his third year, fourth year. Fourth year. He'd be, yeah, he'll be negotiating his contract like Wentz did, and they'll deal with that the year after that. And that's where the cap money gets. Oh, yeah. But I still think next year, Kansas City goes into the season. Them and Baltimore will be the – that doesn't mean that that's the right. way it's going to turn out. New England won't be the favorite. No. Even if Brady's back there, who else would be good next year in the AFC? I'm just trying to th- – well, t- It depends on what happens. No, I'm just looking at teams. I'm just – Tennessee. I'm off the top of my head. But, but there, I don't think there's any team that's going to be up in Kansas City and Baltimore's because of the two quarterbacks that they have. Um, you know, Pittsburgh might be better. Roethlisberger comes back. Uh, maybe Brady ends up in uh, Coltland. Or the Raiders. Or the Raiders. I mean, I think Coltland would be the way to go. Um, but, yeah, I'm just saying this. I think next year Kansas City will at least have yeah. on paper a shot. But you're right. I mean, you're right. It doesn't set up any better, better. than this, except for the fact that he's lost this game like four times. Yeah. Three times at home. <laughs> Bill, I mean, you know. But Bill Cowher went through the same thing, and then he finally yeah. figured it out. And now he's a Hall of Famer. Yes, that's true. Thank you, Michael. Yes. As I get to ready to leave again. <laughs> my own home. I've got tacos on my mind. Yeah, tacos. The taco road trip. <laughs> this has been work of the beat. Take care. Have a good weekend, everybody. <laughs>